welcome everybody to episode 38 of the Football United vs Soccer City podcast. As always, I'd like to sincerely thank all the interviewees, listeners and the soccer public of the Illawarra slash Australia who download this podcast. Additionally, I'd like to say thank you to the people who contribute, comment and reminisce on the social media pages. This episode's interviewee was born in 1928 and has had an enormous positive impact on the Illawarra soccer landscape for over 80 years. Neville Arrowsmith has played the game for Tarawana, Wollongong Technical College, the Illawarra District, Balambi and Fernhill. In the 1950s, he was involved with Fernhill's committee before spending over two decades on the Illawarra District Soccer Association as President, Vice President, Secretary, Publicity Officer and committee member with numerous delegate positions. And Neville was awarded life membership to the IDSA in 1963. Neville was one of the foundation board members of the Wollongong City Wolves that saw the region back in the National Soccer League in 1980. And with the hard work he contributed, along with the other foundation board members, he managed the Wollongong City Youth Team for nine years and is a life member of the club. Over his soccer journey, he has coached and managed Illawarra junior representative teams with great success and joy. Another aspect of Neville's contribution to the game is his recording, publication and archiving of Illawarra soccer's history, notably his book, An Incomplete History of the 100 Years of Association Football in the Illawarra District and the Coromel Rangers Soccer Club Centenary Book. It is impossible in this introduction and the interview to cover the entire list of positions or impacts Neville has had on our game in the Illawarra. In the brief time I spent with Neville and his son Martin, it was great to talk about some of his immense soccer journey. I feel honoured and humbled to have spent time with a man who has done so much and that has been an inspiration to my Illawarra soccer history work. My sincere thanks and respect go out to Neville and Martin for allowing me into Neville's home and giving me the time to record this interview. I hope you enjoy the interview as much as I did recording it. Welcome everybody to the Football United vs Soccer City podcast. I'm here in the leafy surrounds of Balambi and I'm here with an extremely special guest in Neville Arrowsmith. Neville, welcome. Thank you. And in the background and at certain times, um, Martin Arrowsmith uh, might uh, make an appearance and I'd like to thank both uh, both these men for, for giving up their time, uh, especially Neville. So, um, Neville... Where, what were your first memories of, of soccer? Well, strangely enough, I was asked to do a, a similar thing for the program yep. in one, and I forget what the other one was for, but they were similar, and I, I started each with, strange as it may seem, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, up until I, the first 11 years of my life, I didn't know anything about soccer. Okay. So uh, that that still stands, of course. 
and uh, a lot of people think that uh, I don't know anything about soccer anyhow. <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, that was uh, 30, 1930, in the time in the 30s. Yep. And uh, I had uh, oh, trouble with one of my neighbours, or family's neighbours yep. and uh, to get him back I used to throw real rocks on his house <laughs> this, this had nothing to do with soccer at all then except that this bloke was on the on the um, board of Coral Rangers yep. and uh, anyhow he, ended up, he said to me he said well I've got anything to do with Coral Rangers you'll never get a game with them I said thanks very much I'm going to Tarawana <laughs> And I played all my junior football at Tarawana, except yep. for the last year, under 18s. I uh, and Blamby started up there, restarted their uh, yep. thing. Uh, so uh, I went, I went there for their last year, and, and uh, was able to uh, make the district side. Uh, got a terrible walloping, six four or six three or something it was. Worst exhibition of refereeing I ever saw in my life. <laughs> and our, our um, coach for the side was Buck Tobin. Okay. Uh, uh, Albert Tobin, but he was known as Buck. Oh. And he came down here during the big shift to, to the steelworks. He, he came from Lysart's. Uh, yeah. Not Lysart's. Anyhow, he, he came to Wollongong and... Uh, Tied him with uh, Coromel, and uh, from there he was a skipper there and, and all that. Uh, I, uh, yeah, well, that was my first introduction into it. So, um, because of that uh, interaction with uh, your, your family's neighbour, um, this was, um, from what I'm aware, you were in Wilga Street in yeah. Coromel, so. Yeah. Uh, you know the, the natural the, the natural path would have been to play with Coromel in, in juniors and, and yeah. potentially seniors then. Yeah. So, but I had been to a very good club in Tarawana and uh, played uh, all my juniors except the last year. As I said, we uh, was when Balambi started up and I managed to uh, get the, the keeping job in that and. Uh, that year was the year that the referees wanted to change their strip from white to black. Okay. And there was a big brouhaha around about that. And some of the decisions that were made in that were played at uh, in Sydney for the for final of the uh, under 18s. Yeah, under 18s they were at that yeah. time, yeah. And uh, we uh, oh, we had a very fast left winger, uh, Jackie James, and he was. What we were doing was playing him wide on on the the left side, yep. and uh, just telling him to get out there and stay there and, and chase this ball. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's what happened. And, uh, we did uh, score a few goals. I forget how many it was now, but the, some of the ones were. On, he'd he'd take off and he'd pick the ball up in halfway to the, the goal. Yep. And when he got down there, the, the lines would put his flag up. 
And th this was the white mob. They were terrible. They, were, uh, they eventually got outed and, uh, yeah. But, that was with Palambi, uh, you played in that state final. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I used, on that same year, uh, because uh, our goalkeeper for the first grade yep. was uh, had to work every second Saturday. Yep. So I played two games every Saturday, every second Saturday. So you're playing 18s for Blamby and then first grade as well. Uh, yeah. Well, and obviously uh, there uh, for the listeners, your your position was it always goalkeeper? Yeah. Yep. Well, the only time I play played out in the field was friendlies. Because I refused to go on goals for friendlies, yep. and uh, every time I played on the field, I scored a goal. <laughs> what about um, with Tarawana and you played your junior soccer there? Uh, mm. um, where was the ground that Tarawana played their junior soccer at? Well, you know where the ground is now, up in in the top. Uh, well, if you go across that little road, yep, that where the houses are now. Uh, used to run from uh, from there, from uh, east to west. East to west. And uh, had a big slope on it. If you sat down on the, on the ground at the bottom goals, and up here you couldn't see it, you only see the crossbar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a funny ground. And was that um, a predominantly blue strip that Tarawana yeah, played the blue, their junior, uh, junior soccer in? I had a yellow shirt with blue, blue on it. That was, and the rest of them had their, their blue predominant. Yeah. With a bit of white. Yeah. So, uh, what what brought about the the change uh, to play with Blamby? Uh, from Tarawana to Blamby. Well, it was um, nothing bad about it. It was yeah. just that uh, they were looking for the players. Yeah, so I got all. Oh, this is my last year in juniors. I'll uh, I'll go down to Blamby. You know. And and before we uh, move on to talk a bit about Blamby, there uh, in terms of uh, Tarawana, um, uh, do you remember any of the other sort of players that you uh, grew up and played with there? Uh, yes, um, the Rizzies. Yeah. Uh, father and son both played for. Canova uh, was his first name. Ronnie, Ronnie Canova. Uh, because Tarawana at that time yeah. had quite a sizable Italian population. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's called Little Italy. Yeah. Yeah. And Del Sano and, well, and Kid and well, like that. Yeah, Georgie Kid played there. And what about at uh, Balambi? Uh, were they in a, a, a green strip at the time? When when you played 18s there and, and yes they up? they always played in the uh, ridden uh, green. Uh, they that strangely enough that uh, came over from uh, the rugby league. Okay. They uh, they had a team uh, and they were in. Palambi had a rugby league team and they changed over to uh, Coromel. They changed their things to Coromel and uh, took the strip with them. So that's how Coromel became red and green as well. Okay. So, uh, 
they it was a bit on and off there for a while with with that band, and it was a long time before. Was it in the seventies, Martin? The, that they uh, when Banksy and them were all in the under seventeen side. And, yeah. Yeah, in the seventy. And uh, what do you uh, recall uh, about um, those times at Palambi in terms of some of the players or people you you played with uh, in in eighteens and in the first grade? Oh, Donny Geary was one of the. He made this rep side as well. Yep. Bobby Cornwall. Yep. Uh, who was. Older by a year than us, but there was two go, two go, match go, go. Two years, yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, I can't. Do you, um, is there any other the games from that period that sort of uh, come to mind, or, or was it just you playing because you'd taken a while to start playing, or did you go and and watch other games on the weekend, uh, um, you know, the likes of Coromel and and Winnie No, and uh, I never ever played for Coromel. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, yeah, we we went away from football and went into politics. Yep. So, uh, you played with Fern Hill then? Yeah, I played with Fern Hill for when I came back from doing the uh, my good work on the <laughs> on the polling booth but uh, yeah that, that was uh, strange to me to say uh, I just got married yep. and uh, there was hardly any housing available and me and the wife we got a uh, a front room in in one of our friends' place, and it's right opposite the old old. Uh, Pop in, in, in Reed down there. Yeah. Yep. So um, I went over on the Sunday morning when they were in their uh, annual meeting, and uh, Dave Errington was the secretary. Yep. And I went over and asked him, you know, does he go and get a get a match? It's Four years since I I played, yeah. And he says, uh, "Where are you living?" I said, "Just across the road there." He <laughs> says, "Oh, you're right then. They wouldn't take you if you weren't a, a, a Fernell person. Yeah. They wouldn't, didn't take strangers." So uh, I played third grade early. Um, had my first miss with a penalty. <laughs> that was uh, Fruz Edley. Uh, very top class player he was he, and I was playing third grade he was playing first grade and we, we, our early season game it was the uh, the knockout okay uh, anyhow we go along and we are holding them pretty well and they got a penalty and I uh, had no way I, I'd Faced with very many penalties, so I thought, well, I'll just stand there and see what happens. And in those days, the referee would always say to the goalkeeper, are you ready, goalkeeper? 
and uh, I just still watched the ball and just nodded my head and said, yes, right. The only thing I was hit, hit the ball to my right. I got enough of my hand to put it onto the bar, but it didn't go around, so oh. it was 1 0. So we had a great game. <laughs> but they they had some good so, good players. And, uh, and Roy, that was Roy Hedley, they called him Priz, Priz Hedley. Um, I can't think of them. And then Fernhill was a, a, a good club at oh, that point in time. Yeah, top. I played all the rest of my football there. Yep. Yeah. Even though I moved out of it. <laughs> I think the band was lifted by that time. So we're talking sort of, uh, I guess, uh, early 50s here. That you're, you're yeah. playing with Fernhill. Yeah. And yeah, well, I was married in 51. So. About that time. From that time on. And so when did your. Uh, you finished your playing days with Fernhill, so um, yeah. did that sort of... We got beat in the final, grand final. Yeah, and that's when you retired, was it? Yeah. Well, I... I, uh, I couldn't stay out of the, the, the game even when I was playing. I was a club representative on, on the board and all those sort of things, delegate, on our own, yeah. and delegate to the district. Sure. Because that's when probably, um, is that when you joined the, the district committee in that sort yeah, of was, mid yeah. to late 50s that you yeah. started? Uh, yeah, well, I was made a life member in 1964. Right. Yeah. So, you yeah, know, it was just prior to that. And Gordon Lewis, uh, he and I, he was the president when I, when I was secretary. Uh, he was up up the mountain anyhow in, yep. uh, in the Bower away. And uh, he ended up the mayor of that area, actually. But he used to come down, and he was the president, and I was the secretary for quite a few years. Yeah. So what um, was it? Just at that point in your life where you thought, um, <coughs> I guess, sort of mid twenties, um, I want to stop playing, and um, you felt the need to, but still be part of the game and, and join that committee in. Sort of, I guess you were just just before you were thirty. Yeah. You just wanted to help out. Well, I thought I could do better than some of the people that were in there because yep. they'd been in there a long time, yep. and uh, I think they were glad to go anyhow because the the, the main clubs like Bulleye and uh, the one at. Uh, or Coromel, of course. So they were, and that, that was the uh, the teams that were the major teams at, at the time. Uh, North Wollongong had yep. a team in. And EPT at that point. EPT came in later. Coming in in those early sixties, yeah. Uh, good players, and uh, I was only saying to Martin uh, yesterday that they used to EPT over the side they used to fly players out from Italy uh, to uh, to work on it at EBT you know? yep. and then uh, if they were good players they they'd take them out of Wollongong and they'd go up to Sydney and play in the, in the play up in there and they used to play with Apia didn't they yeah Apia Apia Lygaard 
Yeah, it was, uh... So, uh, was it a, I guess, a, a change when you joined the, the district committee that, you know, there were some older people leaving? Yes, yeah. And it was a sort of, uh, I guess, a, a younger set of... Well, if you if you look, Bert Bampton, fifty four years as the treasurer, and and uh, set up the uh, set up the broken arm thing here. Yep, injured players. Injured players, fun and all that. Um, the the two uh, Pizzettis, Frank and uh, John, both. 40-odd as treasurer and secretary, and they were really glad to get out of it. <laughs> it, was, it was getting a bit rough then. There was some really hard football players. Uh, In that period of time? Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, the rules are the same all the world over, but the way you interpret them is... Vastly different. Different, yeah. In case in point, I... Uh, I remember playing, well, I'll say the Fernhill and EPT have never finished a game. <laughs> <laughs> and they, their home ground was in, behind the uh, offices of Steelworks up, yeah. up on the hill. And now this long ball came over and I've gone out to the edge of the 18 yard line, picked it up, yeah. and this bloke came thundering in 100 miles an hour so I just braced yourself over, over that he came onto me shoulder I stood up and his legs went up over my head <laughs> and and uh, I got rid of the ball and as he's going back past me he said you should not hit me like that <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the, the other yeah little uh, little bloke that used to play on the left wing he's the short, very nice player, very skillful, and um, there was no no ropes or anything around the ground. They they'd be right on the on the line. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this little bloke used to hop into the crowd, you know, and he'd come out down the road, <laughs> down, <laughs> down the, and our left fullback. This is young Dave, uh, uh, yep. uh He. Uh, woke up to this so he dropped back in behind and then when he came out from the crowd and in there he put him down there and that erupted and she went up and they weren't looking for anyone they just going around they were grabbing players and turning around and saying number 15 number 15 number 15 <laughs> so poor old Dave he, we managed to get him into the shed and, yeah see the rough old days and in that um, time, especially in the late fifties and sixties, where um, you know you're part of the board or, or committee that's running running the uh, the district uh, district competitions, uh, you're also to the side. You've got the likes of South Coast United and 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 playing in the state league. So, so was that always um, difficult to manage that they would want to do their own thing? Because they weren't part of the part of the fold, were they? No, they were a headache more than they were. I think because they thought because they were the top side in Illawarra that 
they could just walk in and take your players yeah. from the other teams, from the local sides. And uh, it, it didn't uh, come away very nicely at the end, I don't think. The, the two Birch brothers and, and that, that uh, it settled down in the end. Eh? Yeah. So, so when, particularly when Jimmy Kelly came out from England he, and he brought some players with him and they were more disciplined. And uh, I think Jimmy, uh, he had a, uh, a a good brain. He, you know, yeah. he was a good player. In fact, I've got a copy of his uh, eulogy uh, when he died. I've got it somewhere. I didn't see it through this lot, so <laughs> I don't know where it is. So was it um, because that sort of late fifties? Um, you know, there was a bit of a. A split even locally that you know there was a, a couple of seasons there where Coromel was still I guess playing in the federation yeah. as Coromel United but then Coromel Rangers came back to back the district it. league so uh, and even later on Coromel United and Winuna, um merged and became <laughs> South Coast and Winuna yeah. came back into the league yeah, so too. was it always hard for yourself and the other um, board members to then say well it's hard to know what's going on here because Things are changing. Teams are coming back. Um, you know, players as well. Yeah, well, well, that was the big bugbear, of course, was players, uh, and they they would start to pay a little bit of money out to the South Coast United, and uh, it was yeah, pretty not friendly, I'd say, <laughs> not friendly at all. But the district um, competition was still strong. Strong. In sort of those, that 60s, yeah. you know, your Bulleye Workers, for example, mm. and uh, EPT early on, um, and, and then Bulambi. So it was um, still a, a very good standard of, yeah. of soccer that was played in the area. Yeah, that, uh, that one that the Martin played in, in the side with Bulambi when they played in the State Cup. Yep. And... Uh, that was that was a, a real lift for the for the whole of the district for the uh, amateur team to come up against those semi professionals and and hold them and, and <laughs> yes one one bloke uh, from uh, who did we play in the final or the semi final right yeah I think it was him yeah Eagle right yeah he. Uh, he said after the game, he said, I've never been tackled so many times in 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were a very good side. That, that, yeah, a few years, Bobby Banks and uh, all those. Uh, Luke Robart, Luke Jerison and Lynn Harper. And yeah. Yeah, it was a... Graham Cram and Goal. And what Tony, was Tony Gill and... Bill Raj. Yeah, oh, lives up the road here. <laughs> In that um, 60s period, what do you recall about, um, it wasn't always the, the sort of South Coast United's or Bowgownies that always had the visiting team, but in the 60s and 70s, um, 
your uh, committee had organised for some touring teams to come out for, for example, Chelsea. Chelsea. And Chelsea. So, um, how did that come about? I think that uh, the two, without the two of them being together, yep. there was no tour. Yep. So, you had to, you know, and uh, I, I was a bit to do with that. Yep. And I can't think it was President, I think it might have, yeah, it was uh, a bloke from up the mountain. And, uh, it went well, except for the weather. Because uh, it was postponed because but, of the rain yeah, the first time. Yeah, and then first time, and then we played on that one, in, I think, of the second uh, second replay. But, uh, and do you recall with with those sort of games, especially Chelsea, there's no way Chelsea would, would <laughs> play an or a representative team these days. So even back mm. then, it was a big thing, wasn't mm. it? And... and um, you know, yourself, uh, I'm sure you met the players who were oh, yes. world class. After the game, we, the second, we got through the, through the second game, yep. we had a uh, an agreement with uh, the bowling club, the old bowling club. Yep. And I've got a photo somewhere of some of the players from Chelsea. Actually, the big Scotsman, he was centre-half. Uh, I can't think of his name, but he was a, a funny boy. He was a Scotsman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, Peter Osgood was in that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. So yeah. did you, uh, uh, even though you were probably uh, working hard behind the scenes in organising it, probably doing uh, countless hours, did yeah. you sort of get a feeling um, the day of the game that this was, a, you know, the people of the OR supported it, but that it was a big, big game. Yes, yes. I thought I thought we did pretty well actually, and uh, the muddy ground suited them better more than it suited us. <laughs> so, but, uh, because that wasn't um, a state league team that played it; it was a team from the IDSA. Uh, yeah, yeah. The rep, people from clubs. That clubs, that's right. Yeah. And what about um, some of those other uh, people in that in that sort of 60s and 70s that sort of come to mind still? Well, Teddy Drain was still playing. And, uh, and because, you know, throughout the late 50s and 60s, you're doing, you know, various various jobs as in terms of mm. being part of the appeals um, board, uh, Junior delegate, match of the day committee, vice president, you know, president, secretary, publicity, you know, every job um, that a committee person would have, you've done the role. So, uh, what did you enjoy the most? Uh, probably the tour to New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> because at that latter part of there, you were. Um, whether you were a selector or on these tours, you know, or games locally, like you were mm. a selector when um, the Illawarra played the World Cup squad in 73. Yes, so was that sort of um, proud for yourself and, and the committee to, to get Good games team, like that? Yes, yeah. Showed, showed, showed our, our wares. Showed our uh, 
how we've improved. Yep. And those teams then didn't think they were that good. Uh, good enough to have, have them, but uh, the uh, as I say, the Blamey game in the knockout just showed them that uh, we're not so far behind. Yeah. After all, we're uh, we're good enough, and of course you can't sustain uh, everything with uh, older older players and younger players. It's, yeah. it's very hard to uh, theorise it. Show them that we were pretty good in here. And you spoke of that uh, tour to New Zealand, so... Um, I, had, I had nothing to do with that. You didn't? No, uh, I was... Uh, uh, George Nala was president at the sure. time and he was doing the... And I wasn't... I, I don't think I was in... Uh, me and Irene, and my wife, yep. we went over as supporters. Supporters. So it was good to see the, uh, even though you'd finished in terms of your official capacities, was it good to go over there supporting the area and, and seeing oh, yeah, the guys play? Uh, yeah. And again, Irene's got pres- uh, people over there, so she watched a few games and then she went up to North Island <laughs> to visit the Rallos and I stayed with the players. And the rain followed us, of course. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't find those... The photos I got, I got the photos taken from there yep. of uh, players after they come off. We played, we had to change the the game from one of their better games that yep. got flooded to one at Dun- Dunedin, and uh, it, it rained. And they said, "Oh, this is our best wet weather ground. You're right <laughs> on there." And uh, we played and just slushed your way through the whole thing, you know. Nearly lost Jerry Walker. The, he's still around. I see him up in Carmel sometimes. Kill, Kill played in that. Didn't Kill was in that. Kill Potter, my nephew. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a very, a very good and imposing keeper. Very good. Oh yes. I could can go back a bit. Yep. My first coaching job in, uh, in the district was under 12s okay. and I uh, hadn't done any study or anything like that and it just used my brain a bit and we used to coach once a week because I did the club coaching uh, and yeah. playing as well and we got through to the Final at uh, Arncliffe, no, uh, Annandale. Yep. Annandale. So we got out and it was a good game. I got sent off the line. <laughs> <laughs> and all it was, there's a seat there for, you, for the coach, you know. And so I just stepped over the fence and stood there <laughs> a metre away. And then, the best goal you'll ever see. It was getting late in the game, it was still nil all. And uh, the ball came down to our goal. Uh, Kill, who was a big strapping boy, got out and caught it, looked up, and our left winger 
had come back into that. Yep. So we threw the ball, and he took off up the up the sideline, right up, uh, beating players. He got almost to the Kauai line, stopped, turned, hit, knocked the ball in. Derek Blacks come through. Thanks very much. One nil. <laughs> it was a brilliant goal for kids. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, you're coaching uh, because I've sort of uh, gone over that a little bit with the uh, large amount of work you've done on um, the district committee. Um, so, did you get how many years did you do that? And it was just sort of an age group you took through? Uh I know there was an under thirteen that was Martin, uh, last one. That, that was my father went up with, with us that time. First time he, he'd seen him play, and he he got cleaned up. <laughs> and I had to stop him jumping. The old man jumped to the fence. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had the under sixteen side. Yeah, I had under six, under sixteen. I, I was a uh, manager there, and Sammy Ward was the coach. Yeah. Uh, and that story about changing the numbers is worth telling. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was Sammy, Sammy's uh, thing. He, uh, he said, what we'll do, we'll go out there and uh, I'll change all the, the numbers down the road. Yeah. So number nine, instead of being the centre forward, was the fullback. And, yeah. yeah. It all was... Uh, I don't know whether it had any effect. Nobody wins about it. <laughs> but, uh, but it was very unorthodox in the game. Yes, yeah. There's nothing in the book to say that you have to wear that number. But people just sort of adhere to a sort of yeah. system of formation and then... And the if you're a defender, you're marking number nine and number <laughs> nine's not there. <laughs> <laughs> He's down in the goals. So we're talking the 60s here where you're doing this, this yeah. coaching? Uh... Yes, it would be. Yeah, but they. Uh, there was, we got. We won that. We won that uh, under under sixteen. Yep. And how many got in the state side? It was Rexy Layton. Did Ian Potter get into that? Yes, Ian got in. Well, we worked. The, there was a very good right half in in the Sydney side. That, yep. uh, so I said to Ian, I said, you're a right fullback today. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, we'll say he can stay in, but you're going in. And he, he, he got through the trials and everything. And he was a good player too, Ian. But anyway, I think we got four or, four or five in. Mm. <laughs> the and, and apart from seeing um, uh, the kids uh, uh, show themselves in the best possible light against other representative teams, was mm. that a, a sort of highlight to... To see players then get into the state team. Yes, and they they play they Australian final was at uh, Melbourne. Yeah. Or one of the one of the Victorians. That's one of those pockets in there. That's mm. one of them. Yeah, there's a uh, for the listeners. There's a there's a framed uh, picture of the team and and I think mm. three uh, three pockets in there uh, indicating uh, what was achieved and. And, and, and the uh, emblem as well. With, um, like you said, in that late 70s that you mm-hmm. sort of finished up with, you know, probably uh, 25 years to 30 years yeah. helping the district in various capacities, um, how did you get involved uh, 
um, being a, a foundation uh, board member with uh, the NSL team, the Wollongong City? Well, we... Uh, it had been discussed that they'd, uh, they'd put a team in the... or try, try to get a team in the, yep. in the league. And there was a meeting held at Wanuna at the, what was the club then, but it's a uh, medical place now. Yeah, the Wanuna Boy yeah. um, Sports and Social Club. Yep. Yeah. And uh, it was decided that we would we'd do this and we'd uh, elect a pro tem. Uh, meeting yeah. until such as we, we could settle in. So we elected Laurie Kelly as uh, the secretary. Who had involvement in Fernhill but was the parliamentarian yeah, as well, yeah. local member. Yeah, and the other, I can't think of the other person's name, who became president in that short while uh, until they. Uh, I think I had a, a list here of, um, there was, uh, in 1980 anyway, um, Laurie Kelly, Richard Drake. That's him, Richard Drake was the other person. Graham Matthews. Yeah, and he was the treasurer. Um, yourself, uh, Merv Hooper, John Davidson, Jack Zania. Yeah, that's, that was the first lot. So we went from there to build, build it, and get. Uh, we used to travel all over the bloody place. Because <laughs> let's, um, and I know you're a, a, a humble person, and you won't say too much, I guess. But you're starting from scratch here. You know the mm. the days of state league teams had fizzled out in that sort mm. of mid to late seventies. Apart from maybe yeah. Wollongong, Macedonia, and Ferry Meadow starting to get back in those lower leagues but we we had no representation in the state leagues right. there was no club you, you're building something completely Straight from scratch. scratch yeah and we used to uh, we were holding meetings oh sometimes one once a week you know we'd have to travel up and we'd either go up to newcastle or up to sydney or and it was uh, I held one of my birthdays in uh, Adam Stanley's club. <laughs> so is it more when you're going around the state that you were trying to, I guess, lobby to be part we, of? We've got, we've got to make our, make them know that we, we're we here. Yep. And we intend to stay here. I guess um, coming into to 1980... Um, you know, was it around a sort of, I guess, 18 months, two years, three years that you've been sort of doing all this work yeah. to get into uh, the competition? Mm. And and so it must have been, um, you know, uh, a, a beautiful thing to see that the, the several mm. thousand that turned up for that, that first home game. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And that was at, at Wollongong Wo Showground? Yeah, Wollongong Showground against uh, the Greek side. Sydney Olympic. Sydney Olympic. And uh, what's her name was coach? Tommy, Tommy Doherty. Doherty, yeah. And we won. 
Oh, we didn't we didn't drop a point in the first five games, I don't think. Yeah, it was it was a few games before. Yeah. So it was um you know, was that more why did you wanna be part of that? Because you thought that Wollongong, with all the work that you've done over the years, had deserved a place in the national yeah, spotlight. Yeah. And and in that period though, um when you're on the board, um you did have uh you did then take up, say, uh, um, and I know a, a few people that I've talked to, John Frew, for example, um, mm. that you had some involvement in in uh, managing the youth team. The youth team. So um, nine years over. So was that um, just a bigger buzz for you to oh, yeah. to see the young kids that still today they they come up and talk to me and you know ask how they're going and. It's Facebook friends with most of them. <laughs> <laughs> because um, at that point in time, it was, um, I guess, uh, you know, you'd seen some, and managed some teams and coached some teams playing in the old sort of Illawarra representative mm-hmm. squads, but now to see uh, the young Illawarra players mm-hmm. and play against other NSL teams, it must have been a bit of a buzz for you. Yes, more so for the youth team, I thought. I, I managed those yep. so for, for nine years, and, and Frewy had the, uh, the coaching job. Uh, we had other coaches, but uh, we... Because uh, one of those yeah. years with uh, yeah. with John Frew and yourself and the team... Um, we won. They won the league, so... Um, that, that says a lot about um, what that team put together. Yeah. We should have had, should have had two. Yeah. We had, had the one and then we had a final. Uh, they'd split the two teams so there's not so much travel in north and south. Yep. And we won the, the north. Yep. And we get around the, it was one of the big sides down in Melbourne, and it was played at Balgownie. Yep. And we, we were going pretty well, and it was a very tight game, and some highly skillful young fellows and playing in, a, in that sort of games. So the game went on, and uh, they scored 1-0 and that's the only score of the game. And the thing that hurt was the player that scored for the Melbourne side was an Apto boy. Is that Paul Kay, was it, or no? Paul. Yep. Mm. Because when you were um, a manager, I spoke to Anthony Wilborn, um, and then he was, uh, and even John Frew himself spoke extremely highly of you, and so did Anthony. Um, you know, he even um, still, apart from the normal, I guess, duties of a manager, but you'd also put in just a, a sort of club-only little um, magazine. <laughs> I forget, um, it's something, um, I forget the name of it, but yeah. it was very interesting to read that, you know, um, yeah. even within the club you could, you were sort of getting bits and pieces, yeah. some funny stuff what's coming up so um, you really had a, a passion at that point to 
not just managing the youth grade team, but being involved in, in the club in general. Yeah, I enjoyed doing that. I had one going, oh, I don't know, earlier on at yeah. Berkeley. Berkeley had a, a side on, and who's uh, the, the actor Martin that was the Berkeley yeah. player? <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't remember him now. He's still an actor in, in yeah. TV. And he, uh, I, I did a little, it was, it was a grand final, that's right, and nobody did bother to, buy, to get any uh, Do a program. programs or anything. So I, I did one friend, you know, and then just used the microphone to send any messages. You had a long history with John Frew, though, didn't you? Before? Oh, yeah. But John also played with Lambie. Yeah. Yep. So you still, um, you had some involvement there at Bulambi as well at times? Uh, I was president for a short time. And yep. When things settled down around, I said, well, you're going to take it. I didn't, didn't want to be responsible anymore. <laughs> and you've also um, um, done quite a bit in, in, in the history space. You, you, you put together, a, I guess, a bit of a history about the Wolves. Mm. Um, when they've had different milestones, but you also put together for the 100 years of Illawarra soccer in the district, a, a, a book, of a, a compilation of records, players, results, um, interesting tidbits. So was that a, a labour of love as well? Yeah. I didn't get any paid for any of those things. No, these are all off, the, Free, off your own fr bat. Freebies. They also did the history of Coronel Public School. For yeah. their centenary. And Coromel Rangers centenary as well. Yeah, you I, their centenary I did their book, yeah. Yep. And Port Kembla Rugby League. Port Kembla yeah, League Club. Like like. um, 50 years. So mm. they, they've gone broke now. <laughs> <laughs> so what, was that always um, uh, part of your makeup that you always enjoyed the his history side of life in general and therefore because you had an involvement in soccer that you, you did history... My family are a family of joiners. Yeah. They join this and join that, and they'll inevitably they may up as president or secretary or treasurer. <laughs> my mother was the Red Cross. Yeah. My father was the unions, and you know, they just. Uh, so the family's always had involvement yeah, in, yeah. in organisations mm. that. I guess better better our community. My dad was a pom, so he's <laughs> on that. But uh, he uh, had some uh, troubles too because he his father was working on the ships in Sydney yep. and fell into the hold, and uh, he didn't die, but he was had bad injuries and it so. My father had to give school up to be the breadwinner in the, in the, in the place there. And uh, he then got interested in unions. Yep. And uh, he used to, uh, he, he said, 
he used to go to the socialist meetings once a week in Sydney and all that sort of thing. So we all got that rubbed off into, uh, into uh, the whole lot of us. Uh, so we're always doing something, like Martin was the headmaster. Uh, and a history teacher. And a history <laughs> teacher, yeah. Well, I guess Illawarra um, is uh, famous for uh, its, its labour and socialist roots. Mm. And um, I think uh, my only segue into that is I used to live, live next door to Ted Harvey, who was uh, Red Ted. Um, yeah, no, Ted. So um, he wasn't uh, very socialist about me and my brother uh, <laughs> hitting the tennis balls or soccer balls into, into the backyard and, and front yard. But um, when, when you, uh, I guess, look back, Neville, um, what are you most proud of in terms of, you know, you've done so many things. We could list 50 things that have, have probably been very important and influential in the work that you did with others that made this uh, game strong in the area, but is there a few that sort of stay in the memory? Well, first and foremost is the uh, keeping the family together. Because I was out a lot and yeah. you know, the others were out and just all sorts of things. My two daughters, uh, I don't know, Naomi's... Uh, takes after her grandfather a lot and Mary is the, the head of the uh, taxation. Uh, they're all handy. <laughs> so that's the uh, end all be all, be all end all of uh, that but I think uh, the fact that we did stay together as a team is a... But making friends Yep. Another bit. Yeah. And what about some of those uh, friendships that you've had in the game? Um, who are some of the people that you mm. really got close to, and and um, who, who were they, and, and what made them good people or good soccer people? Well, I mentioned one a while ago, Jerry Walker, yep. a little Scotsman that uh, did a lot of good work in Coromel. And and uh, Repsides, he had. Uh, he was um, what's his name's mate. Player, coach, manager. Yeah, player, player and coach of. Not Adrian Ringler. Yeah, <laughs> Ringler. Yeah. He was uh, a shot in the arm for you know. Getting things Yeah. <laughs> Can I interpose some things too? So one of the things that, that Dad, my memories of him being an administrator, yeah. was the the fact that a lot of a lot of people saw him as being fair, yeah. and that was really um, true of the ethnic clubs. Yeah. Um, mm. They were seen at that time in, in Wollongong and in Australia, you know, being outsiders. Yep. And I think they saw in Dad a person who um, took them at face value in the sense of if you're a good players and you're good mm -hmm. administrators, and they used to look to Dad to, in a sense, running their own clubs about yep. how to go about it. And, that, they, and Dad was called always El Presidente <laughs> by them, and, and you know that was going looking at Primby and 
EPT and, yep. and those clubs that came up through Marilla that. Yeah, Thriller. Um, and so I think that helped bring those clubs into the into the fold and they and, and became more of a of a group because of the way that they perceived Dad and he t- treated them fairly. Yep. And they knew that even if they were had done something wrong like the rural riot and, right. and things Tra- like that, few transgressions, that they would yep. get a, a fair hearing yep. if, if Dad was there. Other people might have just kicked them out. Yep. You know, and, and I think that helped a lot with the the district uh, administration itself and, and keeping the, the, the teams together, the, the group together. Um, because Dad took always took a lot of stuff on himself. I remember being very young, sitting here in the front room, and Dad doing sets of doubles <laughs> to raise money, hundreds of sets of doubles, little stamps and rubber, you know, stamping them all. And because Mum was a, a clerk, a typist, she used to type a lot of the stuff, um, and it was almost like a cottage industry. Yeah. And without all that effort outside the parameters of what his job was. was, it wouldn't have happened. At this point in time, we took a break in the interview, and when we returned to recording, Neville brought out a couple of medallions that he had won as part of being the coach of Illawarra Junior representative teams. This is one of the under 12. Oh, wow. God, I got rid of all mine. I had so many of those. The, the, yeah, the silver one was the country championships, wasn't it? That yeah. was the country one, and then yeah. there was a the state one if wow. you got a gold. Mm. They're beautiful mm. uh, medallions, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, I think I had I had two gold ones and three silvers. Because <laughs> they, I don't know. Well, that just stopped, didn't it? Because that was so good with you to have Illawarra Junior side to be able to play yeah. in playing those things. I mean, you played against some pretty ordinary country sides. Mm. Remember the Lithgow game we played at Winuna? Yeah. I was under 12s, I think, and we, oh, I was 26-0 or something. 25. Jeez. 25. <laughs> <laughs> and Charlie King, Charlie King was refereeing. refereeing and we'd break, break through. Johnny uh, Cropper actually got to pick up the ball at centre half and ran all the way through and just give it offside. Absolutely. <laughs> And I, I said to the referee, I said, what are you doing? He says, ah, oh, you're 25 goals. You're sitting <laughs> down there. I said, it's the, the rules, mate. We're playing Newcastle next week. We, they're going to do something and we've got to stop and think now, what are, what are we going to yeah. do? Yeah, well, um, Martin spoke about it before, that there was, um, I guess, extra... Uh, items or tasks that you took on and, and that you did here in the family home. So um, can I ask uh, uh, what about the, the work that your wife your wife did in, in helping you do these other, you seem like from what Martin was talking about that it was a pretty important part of your life obviously but that you were a great team working together. Yes, we uh, didn't have too many blues. <laughs> Mainly my fault. <laughs> but she was always very supportive with mm. with your your soccer. Well, she career. she had outside uh, things that she went to as well. well uh, yeah, she she used to work in the trade union centre. Okay. And uh, had friends everywhere. She used to wash lots of soccer shirts. Yeah. <laughs> The Illawarra ones, the you know the local yeah. ones, and and what about um, uh, watching uh, the kids play 
soccer? Was was that a, a, a big buzz for you as well? My kids? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Martin played, of course, up, up to a good standard. Yeah. Uh, Teddy was never interested. Uh, like he played once, didn't he? Played in goals and he yeah. gave it up. <laughs> I think they made him play in goals because Dad had been a keeper. <laughs> uh, no, he played a bit of basketball. Uh, basketball. Yeah, netball. Yeah, netball. But it was enjoyable watching Martin play his trade and, yeah, yeah. and get around on the field. Yes. The left footer, see, they, they, they've got his gold. Yeah, definitely. Rare as hence, too. Yeah. And what about, um, you know, some of the best players that, that you saw playing that still, uh, from your uh, many decades, uh, being playing, watching, administrating? Who were some of the, the players that stick in your memory? I always liked Charlie Stewart. Yep. Charlie... And I, the same age, okay. uh, went to the Tech together. Yep. He played with Winuna and I played with uh, Perimera, uh, Brown Hill. He uh, good to talk to, easy to talk to. People liked him, the kids liked him, and when he gets on, he did, after he stopped playing, he was... Coaching at Bulleye and, and, and yeah. on the field he was more of an attacking player. Yeah. And um, down the right side. Uh, yeah. Left side. Uh, he uh, one of one of the things that he uh, we were talking talking about different things to do with the game and uh, he was telling me that he had to go to a team uh, go to a game. In Newcastle, yeah. he was uh, at home. He got got the call, and he must have been an overnight something because to, to get up there, and uh, he got something like seven and six months to <laughs> catch a train, go to Newcastle and play. Yeah, he wasn't a happy boy at all, but he, you got to do it, you know. Well, I guess back when he was representing, there wasn't just, you know, he, he could be part of the Illawarra team, but there was a North versus South, and yeah, there yeah. was State, and then <coughs> Australian. So I guess he uh, did all five tiers. He did mm. club, mm. district, yeah. North versus South, State, and uh, and Australia, of course. And he was quick, very quick, very fast. He, he's build, you see him in there, he's a bit stocky yeah. in that photo one there. Yeah, but he had pace. Yeah, he, he went all the 100 yards uh, Gala Day things. No trouble at all for Charlie. And and because um, you're the same age group uh, when you're at Tarawana um, you He, he played against... by near with Tarawana. Yeah. <laughs> but did you uh, play against him as well in the junior? Oh yes, I was glad when he went to <laughs> But you could see then that he was an ah, yeah. extremely talented yes. player? Yes, he, yeah. Uh, so I said in one of the argue, argue, not arguments, articles that I, uh, I did was uh, I was glad to get rid of him because I, my chest was starting to uh, wear out. <laughs> He'd hit a ball, he thunderbolts over. So he had a good shot on him as well? Oh, yeah. 
And what are yeah. any other players spring to mind uh, that you enjoy oh, watching? I think that those early players, Teddy Drain and yeah. um, oh, one of my favourite players that doesn't get very much over Jerry Sutherland, a short, stocky black. Yeah. I always say he's the best person, sportsman, in the whole of Illawarra. He was a tennis player, cricket player. Yeah. Everything. Could do anything. Titch, that used to call He's a little short black, yeah, and stocky. He had a brother, George, but he was nothing compared to. On, on his, uh, in his favour, uh, in a cricket game, it was a final. And uh, I played Port Kembla. Yeah. Port Kembla scored something like 300 and something runs. And uh, we're out. And Coromel started to bat, yeah. and at the end of the game they were well, lost a couple of wickets. That uh, Jerry was still there, so uh, they come back next week to finish the second the second innings off. And everybody's saying, "Oh, it's, that they they can't Coromel can't get, can't get 300." You know. At the end of the day. He was there, Jerry Sutherland, <laughs> 300 and something not out. Oh, wow. <laughs> Extraordinary. And he, he played 5'8", rugby league. Played, I don't know where he played soccer, but he, he was, uh, his name's always in the, in the team. So in that, um, I guess that period as well, it's important to note in, say, the 40s and 50s, you could... You could play both sports. Mm. You know, you could play soccer on one day and then rugby league on the next. Is that right? Mm. So you, you. So what was yeah. your position in rugby league then? Fullback. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was that came about by. I used to go down on the dairy farm down there, but I'd be because Les about my age it was in the same school yep. together and we uh we even wag school together <laughs> <laughs> up the mountain uh, uh, yeah was that Les Murphy wasn't it yeah Les Murphy mm. he was a good uh, rugby league player because there's uh, I guess that sort of uh, story that um Gets a bit, gets a bit about on uh, Facebook. Uh, is about uh, Bobby Bignall. Mm-hmm. You know that in, in it could have been the late forties. There was a, a year there where he was successful with Coromel, mm-hmm. but successful in league as well. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote a little bit at his funeral about how great it was to see him square cutter. Six over over the pointed head and uh, 
So he's a good cricketer as, uh, as well as a soccer player. Yeah. He could play rugby league a little and bit tennis. as well. And tennis. Even back, even into the seventy, Fritz Heaven, who played for Blandy, played on the Sunday, used to play on the wing for Coromel Cougars. <laughs> and he was a talented, yeah. talented soccer player. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, I, I played... Uh, well, Les, Les said to me, he said the club's trying, the rugby league club's trying to get, put a under-17 side in. Yep. And hang, the deal were coming. I was under-15 then. And uh, I said, oh, yeah, I'll give it a, give it a bash. So uh, they couldn't get enough players. So I ended up in under-19s <laughs> <laughs> at 15. And some of those players, particularly the Port Kimberley players, they were really, really good. But, uh, so I ended up playing uh, fullback for, for the Cougars and we won the knockout. Uh, it was a nil all, it was nil all, and almost time up. And we got a, a penalty. Yeah. <clears throat> and Wollongong Showground used to have a, a two cricket pitch in the middle of it. Yeah. So uh, we, we debated whether we would kick and follow through or we could, somebody have a shot at goal. And uh, Ray Critcher, who was oh, about a year older than me, I think, very good rugby league player, yeah. so we got it into his ear and we said, "Come on, you can do it." And we said, yeah. so, right over, we put it down around about the halfway mark, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, and he said to me, he said, "I don't think I can make this." <laughs> I said, "Of course you can." And anyhow, he got in the bang and over the bar, up she goes, uh, one nil, <laughs> or two nil, whatever it was at that stage. I think it was two nil at the start. And then final whistle blew, so we've beaten Mount Kembla at at Mullinong Showground. We didn't see any Beatles or anything. We don't know what happened <laughs> with that. No, and nobody came over and bought us a drink or anything. But uh, the next, or the next day it was, that was on the Saturday, on the Sunday, was our competition games. And he was... Uh, We played Mount Kembler again at their ground, up in up in up in the hills, and uh, I think they beat us twenty three twelve or something like that. You know, over a longer game, and uh, I remember big Johnny Dixon. He's built like a racehorse, and, could run. <laughs> and I, I had to tackle him. And, uh, I went in low and they got him. Pulled him down, and when I looked down, and it's over the line, he'd scored the try. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I enjoyed the, the bit of rugby league. And what about uh, other other, um, I guess, grounds that you played soccer at, um, or grounds that you used to watch at? What, what were your uh, favourite grounds? Definitely not Tarawana. <laughs> Fernell was a bit up and down, he's still. 
And that was a very small ground as yeah. well. Yeah, but they're in the park. <laughs> so could you kick it a pretty much, could you nearly score a yeah. goal, score a goal well, yourself there? Almost. Kicking did, out of your hands? Almost. Yeah. Coming down the hill. Yeah. Yeah, so. What was the, the, the Vernal player? Zach. Zach, yeah. Zach. Zach Priscillos. Yeah, he scored. Yeah. He scored. I saw him. Played in the game when he scored that against us. Yeah, uh, Gary Masters spoke. Mm. A, I think Gary was could have been running the line, maybe yeah, at maybe, that point yeah. in time. He said he saw. Couldn't believe it. Mm. Um. And where was um, when you played for Volambi, um under 18s and then first grade every second weekend mm. what, what, where was their ground? Turner's uh, oh not Turner what's that it's Bond Street yep uh, you, you go down Bond Street and there was a block of land on the side of it, and that's where the ground was. Ground was. So down where St Paul's Holy Yeah, yeah before that, that, that yeah. was that was nothing oh. at that stage. Yeah. Thirtle, Thirtle's paddock it was. Yeah. And that, uh, it wasn't a bad ground, it was hard, rock hard. I remember Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Thirtle, no, not Mrs. Searle. Uh, what's the other woman's name? But linesman, I remember the linesman was running up and down the line. She's probably with the umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think um, I'd like to, I guess, thank you um, on behalf of, I guess, the, the soccer community. If I can uh, sort of take that sort of... Uh, on behalf of everyone without their permission, I guess, because um, what you've done uh, for the game, uh, uh, amongst many other people, but, you know, your body of work uh, speaks for itself and, you know, you're probably not one for sort of fluff or or being, uh, have, have this sort of smoke blown your way, but uh, I'd like to say thank you. Um, and, and independent of that, thank you for, for your time today um, to get some of your thoughts on on your journey and, and, and the bits and pieces that we've gone through today um, and I'm sure we can talk further if need be if there's anything else you want to say but I'd like to say thank you Neville um, and, and thanks to Martin as well for, for letting me into your home and, and doing this interview. Thank you, that's okay, I'm a pleasure to do it. <laughs> thank you. Well, it is here where we finish episode 38. Again, thank you to Neville and his son Martin for their time. It was an absolute honour. As always, thank you for listening and downloading this podcast. I'm your host, Travis. Goodbye for now. (laughs) 